Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to my, and to the standing between the living and the dead, because that's what we're all doing. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light, <coughs> pardon me, Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic devotional book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 590, approaching 600. By the grace of God, Dr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, known by thousands and millions of pastors and Christians as the Prince of Preachers, a man I believe uh, has a double anointing or what I call sometimes the mother load of anointing on him. Still to this day, he being dead yet speaketh. What a privilege it is for God to use you in your life and then use you even after you're dead. Now that's something special. That's something special. Because nearly nearly everything that Charles Haddon Spurgeon has written is apropos to this day, like he's still here. Very rich and very deep. And I would encourage uh, uh, all preachers to abandon reading books by your peers, people who are still living today, and go back into Christian history and read what, what the other men of God, like Charles Spurgeon, uh, did back in their day. I think you'll come out a whole lot better. You don't need to read Andy Stanley or anybody else like that. These people are heretics. And you don't need to be bothered with such foolishness. Stop following people on their blogs. No, Spurgeon may not have his own blog. Now, there are some people who are blogging for Spurgeon, and that's a good idea. Uh, he'll keep you right down the line and uh, on the Word of God. Now, we may disagree on some things, and that's understandable, but uh, you'll be better off reading the old saints. Don't, don't be reading these new saints, these, these people who are your peers. They're still living today, I wouldn't do it. It's a bunch of fluff. Has nothing, some, a lot of, some of these books have nothing to do with the Word of God. No. Now, Dr. Creflo Dollar 
said something that no preacher or no author has ever said in, in, in the modern church history recently. And it's a good thing that he did that. That's, to me, a sign of God working in his heart, his mind, his soul, and his spirit. I mean, that's deep humility. Deep. I mean, that's deep humility. <clears throat> you can dance and prance like Muhammad Ali against Liston, but you, if the man is humbling himself, you don't, you don't hit him again. This is not MMA. Okay, we're Christian people. This man has humbled himself very deeply before God. He's not going to gain anything out of that. Okay? So, let him be. Leave him to God. And let God do with him what he wants. He is God's servant. And let him do what he's going to do. What I have said, though, in the past, and I just said it again, that you probably don't need to read modern preachers anyway. Uh, because they have messed up the church. Look at me real good. Don't bow your head yet. And they know it. And some of them need to do with Creflo Dollar. I'm talking about solid evangelicals. Hello. Regarding marriage in the family. Huh? All of those books that these people have created, they took Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 and, and built a book of 500 pages, 400 pages, 300 pages, saying a bunch of goobly goop with their little uh, tools, huh? the little tool kits and all that mess. You don't, I, I will say, I can say this. You don't need to read anybody's book on the family with the exception of maybe vertical marriage, ever. You, and, and if you're going to do that, start back with Dr. John R. Rice and his books on the family. How can I fix my family? How can we fight? For, there's no fighting at all in the Christian marriage. What in the world? What in the heck are you talking about? There's no fighting at all in the Christian family if you do it the Bible way. Now, there will be some correction. I have had to rebuke my wife and correct her because I found, uh, I, I, since early on in the marriage, this woman is not saved. She says she was saved at age 16. She just joined the church. That's all she did. And she thought that was salvation. And I'm not shocked because I was raised in the church too. And I thought uh, I would have been shocked if I died before December the 19th, 1979. And, I, and, and, and if I went to hell, I would be telling the devil and telling uh, the archangel and everybody else. I said, look here, I've been in church all my life. And you know what they would have told me? That does not matter. Church does not matter. Serving in the church does not matter. Being a preacher in the church, being a son of a preacher, being a son of a mother preacher, that does not matter. You must be born again. I thank God he spared my life to, to get saved because I was, I was a lost heathen and talking about driving the bus to hell and we were going to party in hell 
and uh, uh, telling people that and cursing and swearing and people telling them, I'm never going to be a preacher like my dad. Never, never. I cursed and swore I would never do that. I told my girlfriend that. I told my, my, my friends that. And why, why did I have to say that? Because my dad was a very popular preacher in town. He was one of the first black preachers in America to have his own television show every Sunday morning. You say, did you watch it? No, I didn't care nothing about it. I didn't care anything about him being a preacher. In fact, I wanted to change my name to Carnell. Thank God I didn't. How would I look to be up here preaching calling my name? My name Carnell. Carnell, right? Because I bore his name. I didn't want to bear his name. He was too popular. And every time I went somewhere, people... Oh, you Daniel White, you Pastor Daniel White's son, you Reverend Daniel White's son. Oh, okay. I got sick of that. I was sick of the church. My mother doggedly made us go to church. I thank God she did now. And she went with us. They, 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 she didn't send us, she didn't just send us to church like some mothers did. Uh, you know who you are. Why are you laying up with Bo Peep? Y'all going on to Sunday school now. You lying devil. Uh, don't get mad at me. You know it's true. Sending your child to church and you in the bed with Bo Peep. Trying to sneak him in the back door while they're going to Sunday school. The devil is a lie. <laughs> okay. So let me move on now. Um, uh, and so I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not picking on anybody. Uh, the only thing holding up my wife from, from getting saved is pride. Pride. I experienced the same thing. I was a grown man when I got saved. I was shocked that I was lost. And I was shocked at how easy it was to get saved. I had gotten baptized at the age of 12. Been on the morning's bench. Spoken some unknown tongue, which was mine was from the devil, because I know I knew what I was not saying, and I shouted one time, shouted backwards. They should have known something. The man is already backsliding. They should have known something as soon as I got it from the morning bench. I just wanted them old ladies out of my ear, spitting in my ear, to say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus. Have you? How many of y'all been on the morning bench? I don't. Everyone, you don't have to say Jesus a million times to get saved. See, they, they, they thought calling on the Lord was doing that. That's, that's what Jesus told us not to do. Jesus is offended by you calling on his name like that over and over again. But my mother did the best she could to try to get her children saved. But she was in error. She was wrong. My dad finally got saved through listening to Billy Graham. He, 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 evidently, he had a problem with all of that. But thank God, my mother tried. She didn't know any better. She was doing what she had heard and taught was taught. Glory be to God, she tried to do her best on that. She wanted us to get saved. And, and for me, I was such a bad, rebellious teenager. Uh, full of hell and the devil. 
she 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 told me now you need to straighten up or I'm gonna put you in the in, in reformatory school. I said what what is I didn't want to go to wherever it was. I didn't want to go there. Reformatory school. That's what she told me. Do they still have reformatory schools? I don't know. I've never been to one. <laughs> Thank God I didn't go. Thank God she didn't put me in there. So she made me go to church and sing in the choir. That was going to be my own reformatory school. And that was a curse to me. To sing in the choir. I didn't even want to be around these people. Much less sing in the choir. I got to go to choir rehearsal and the old women looking at you and say, oh, okay, all right, okay, and praise the Lord. Like I was the biggest devil in town, and I was. My mother told me, you either sing in the choir or you won't play football. I said, show me where the choir box is, please. <laughs> And she said, like, my mother, when she was convinced of something, buddy, it was she would drop it like a hot mic, and that's it, and walk away. Okay? That was it. it there was no rebuttal, because she was already gone. And that, and sad to say, that's what some, I mean, that's what children need today along with knowing Jesus first. Okay? And so, Luke chapter 24 in this devotional, verse 38. <clears throat> And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. The Lord cares for all things, and the meanest creatures share in his universal providence. But his particular providence, which, by the way, I have, I've, I've already talked about today, and I didn't know I was going to deal with this. His particular providence is over his saints. Make no mistake about it. And may I add to what Spurgeon is saying, his particular chastisement and rebuke is on his saints. Now, there may be some collateral uh, damage on the right folks who uh, are not following God as they should. Um, uh, uh, however that works, God judges other people too. Uh, because some people know better and they may not be saved. But primarily, this is why I focus on God's people when it comes down to this chastisement, the rebu this rebuke, the millions of people dying. I said millions have died from the coronavirus plague, the monkey. I'm focusing on God's people. Because that's what God led me to do. Because this is not going to stop unless we humble ourselves, pray, and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. Now you better believe that. This is not going to stop.
Because see, as the old folks used to tell you, you don't want to get God started. Because see, once he gets started, now, it's not going to wind down quickly. You understand me, people? You understand what I'm saying to you? Everybody who has been saying, who has been chastised by God, first of all, we thank God for the chastisement, because we wouldn't be where we are without it. Amen. Secondly, we uh, want to tell you, those of you who are under chastisement and who will become, uh, who will get chastised personally and, and get chastised as a group, as we are right now, once God, once you provoke God to get started, it's going to be a while. Hear me well. It's going to be a while. Because see, he's not in the same time frame as we are. Okay. So, five years of chastisement and rebuke, that's nothing to God. It's like five minutes. It's like five minutes to you is five years. And you can't stand it. And you get caught up into the American spirit of, we're going to go on anyhow. <laughs> ah, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to march on anyhow. We're Americans. We can, we can beat it. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But God knows how to shut you down. My beloved. And he'll keep coming at you. You ride. You want to rise up on him like that? He's gonna rise up because he got something for you. You hear me? Stop thinking you can beat God. You cannot beat God. Never, 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 never get that out of your mind. Allow me to disabuse you of that foolishness and of that stupid, stupid thought. <laughs> I'd get so tickled at people trying to beat God. It's ridiculous. And, then, and listen to me like I told you the other day. I got people in my family. I don't tell them anything. And I know everything they're doing and trying to do. You know why I don't tell them anything? I don't tell them anything because they won't listen. You got people in your family, in the church, and in Christendom who will not listen. That's throughout the Bible as well. God talked about it in the Old Testament. Jesus came and talked about it in the New Testament. How that the people are stiff-necked. Their ears are dull of hearing. Okay? But, but that does not mean I'm not going to preach. I'm going to preach the truth to my family and to others. But you have some people in your family, you just need to let, let, let God deal with them. Feed them out of a long handle spoon. Don't don't try. Don't tell them anything. Let them let them go and do all the dirt they want to do. Okay, and they're going to end up with God dealing with them. There are people that you know that, and the Bible tells you, don't even say anything to them. They're they're they're, they're acting like fools. They know better, but they're doing it anyway because they're being coerced and, and influenced by devilish people in the church, in the family, outside of the church, outside of the family. They know better and they're going to suffer the consequences for it. You don't say anything. Let it be. Let it be. 
Let it be, oh let it be. Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. That's the Beatles for you. I can't sing it like Lennon. But you get the message. There's some things you need to let be. You pray for them. You love them. You 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 do warn them up to a point. And then after a while by and by. You got to let God take over. And he will do so. In his good time. But you don't want to get God started on you. Touch not mine anointed. And do my prophets no harm. But they don't want to hear that. They're loaded for bear. The bear from hell. Auntie bear. Grandmama bear. And. Uh. Uh, homosexual bear, lesbian bear, friend bear, now let me, may I say something about uh, the lesbian Griner, Brittany Griner, now I have watched Brittany Griner's career because she graduated from, she played rather basketball at Baylor, a Christian university, supposed to be a Christian university. <clears throat> and they knew of her homosexuality, her lesbianism. They kept her anyway because uh, most Christians today care more about money than about righteousness, prestige, winning titles than about godliness. Baylor is one of those universities. But they're trying to they're trying to get right with God. I hope they will. But I've seen her rise and she has done evil. She, he's, some people doubt whether or not she's a she. I don't know. Okay. What's going on there? But they, there's, some, there's something going on there. All I know is that I was in a barber shop in Waco. I used to get my hair cut down in Waco sometimes. And uh, the barber told me that uh, she or uh, he had more girlfriends than most men and some are saying that she is a boy and that's what they told me I don't know the Baylor coach knows and her coaches know and people in her um, on her team they all know all of that all I know is she has done evil since she has been at Baylor with this lesbianism foolishness. If she's a girl, she ought to be married to a man, not to a woman. Period. And that's not pleasing in God's sight. 
and uh, the predicament is, is, is just uh, very, very uh, telling that she's in this predicament. And the, the Russian people are not the kind of people to be uh, dealing with when you are that way. When you're calling another woman your wife. Okay, now if she's a woman, she ought to be married to a man. Or single. And uh, God is not pleased with this ugliness. And there's no telling how this will turn out. She may be up there for a while. So, uh... Pray for her salvation. One thing I do know is she has a soul. Uh, and you need to pray for her salvation. For her soul to be saved and, and ask God to help her to repent of this foolishness that is helping to damn the souls of thousands and millions of young people today and not only damn their souls to hell, cause them to live a painful, hellacious life. Anyway, Dr. Spurgeon goes on to say, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. Do you fear the Lord? See, if you truly fear the Lord, you're going to confess your sins and you're going to repent and you're going to make things right as best you can by the grace of God. Precious shall their blood be in his sight. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Isn't that wonderful to know that when you die as a child of God, it will be precious in God's sight. It may not be precious in your family member's sight. They may be glad to see you go. It may not be precious in the world. And in fact, it's not going to be precious in the world's sight. Have you noticed that when people die... They may say something about you one or two days, but you're forgotten very quickly. James Kahn just died. We all love the gift that James Kahn brought to the table. But there's another man who died who, who was his friend and played in movies with him just a few weeks ago down in, uh, uh, in the islands, the Caribbean. We have forgotten his name already. In fact, I, I can't even name his name. That's just how, how we are. So the world can care less. Most of your family can care less. They'll be glad to see you go, especially if they, you, they're getting some money from you. But God will remember you. And, 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 and that ought to be a lesson to you. Stop depending on people to care for you and to love you and depend upon God and Jesus. That's where the pure love comes from. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And that's a fact. To them that are the called according to his purpose, his will being done. 
Let the fact that while he is the Savior of all men, he is specially the Savior of them that believe in him. Glory be to God. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Cheer and comfort you. You are his peculiar care, his regal treasure, which he guards as the apple of his eye. God's people. His vineyard over which he watches day and night. God's vineyard. It's wonderful to be in God's vineyard. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Let the thought of his special love to you be a spiritual painkiller. Go ahead, Spurgeon. I tell you what, you just need to be using some words. A dear quietus to your woe. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God says that as much to you as to any saint of old, fear not, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Don't you ever forget it. And I'm adding that. We lose much consolation by the habit of reading his promises for the whole church instead of taking them directly home to ourselves, go ahead, the Prince of Preachers. Believer grasp the divine word with a personal appropriating faith. Think that you hear Jesus say, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Think you see him walking on the waters of thy trouble, for he is there. And he is saying, Fear not, it is I. Be not afraid. Oh, those sweet words of Jesus Christ. May the Holy Ghost make you feel them as spoken directly to you. Forget others for a while, if you don't mind, and if you will. And I'm adding that part. Accept the voice of Jesus as addressed to you and say, Jesus whispers consolation. Oh, ye dis- disconsolate. I might, we want, I want to sing that song, or at least hear that song from the Sensational Nightingales. Probably the best funeral song ever done. I cannot refuse it. I will sit under his shadow with great delight. Shall we pray, my beloved? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for this magnificent and powerful holy word and devotional from your servant, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He being dead, yet liveth, and we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor as he would have us to as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior as he did, Here is how you can be saved from the hell to come and walk with the Lord morning and evening in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for sin, always. The Holy Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted, if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, hell is bad news, dear friend. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins, he suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine. And for everybody in the world, he was buried and he rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, Pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer.
Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart on Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.